The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The sisters of Lazarus sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the light. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. You believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. He became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, where have you laid him? They said to him, sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would, have not, would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that, I w that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Is anyone else wondering why the statues look a little creepy today? It's uh, kind of an old tradition going back, I believe, started in Germany uh, many, many centuries ago. The idea was to 
cover the statues, all of the beautiful parts of the church. And the first statue to be uncovered would be on Good Friday at 3 o'clock at the Passion of Our Lord, the crucifix would be revealed. It was a way of saying and helping everyone to focus on that which is essential and important these days, Christ crucified. Well, the gospel that we read today is also a powerful one. It's Jesus doing perhaps one of the greatest miracles he did, which was to raise someone from the dead. But did you catch the, one of the first lines that always sort of, you read it and your brain just sort of wonders, it doesn't make sense what John writes. It's that part where it says, Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus. So when he heard Lazarus was dying, he stayed for two more days where he was. If you love someone and they're dying, you would go to them immediately. And so it's sort of a paradox. John, when he wrote his gospel, he wrote it many, probably 50, 60, maybe 70 years after Jesus had died. And he had a long time to think about it. So when he wrote his gospel, he meant every word. And so there has to be something in that passage that Jesus would love Lazarus, and because he loves him, he would let him suffer and die. There has to be something to that. There's a, um, a pastor, I don't really know what uh, denomination he is. I often pick on him. Uh, he has a way of preaching that's called the, uh, the prosperity gospel. Uh, the health and wealth gospel. And Joel Osteen will say things along the lines of, God wants you to be able to pay your bills. And God wants you to be healthy and overcome your illness. And I wouldn't say I disagree that God would want us to be okay. He's our father. But Christianity is not a religion that professes if you believe what we believe, you'll be able to pay your bills and have a nice house and not suffer from illness. That is not what Jesus said. It's not why he came. But yet we often hear that even in our culture. It's just sort of an idea that if I'm faithful to God, he'll bless me and things will go okay. And it's no wonder that kids that grow up in an environment like that, hearing Christianity is something along those lines, that when they go off to college or leave home, they just abandon their faith. A faith like that would be worth abandoning, honestly. And I know that sounds a little strong to say it. But Jesus came so that we would have life and have life to the full, eternal life. We had made a mess of the earth and he says, if you wish, follow me, and I will take you to heaven. Through baptism, we become children of God. And Jesus says, follow me, take up your cross. And so there, perhaps that can be our understanding of this passage, that when God loves someone, he shares with them some of his greatest gifts. And there's no greater gift that we can receive than the grace of being like Christ, the grace of being a child of God. 
friend of mine passed away from cancer about five years ago, and before he was diagnosed, he had just become a Christian, had just joined the church, and things were going well. He had a few children, and, and it was a happy time, and then all of a sudden, he got melanoma, and I drove over to see him as he was processing that with his wife, and I just started to talk to him about the cancer being a gift from God. He shared his cross with you and that it was a blessing. And Scott just started to cry because before he had become a Christian, he said he would have thought God was angry at him. God was cursing him because he was ill and sick and he didn't realize that with his Christian faith, it took on a whole other meaning. Well, those are examples of, I think, what being a Christian truly means. And so today, yes, Jesus stayed for two more days. Yes, he let Lazarus have a part of his cross. Jesus came there to Bethany and he raised Lazarus from the dead so we would believe that he was God and he had the power to take us to heaven. That's the beauty of being a Christian. Let's not water down our faith or let's not get angry at God when things don't go our way in a material or in a physical sense, right? That's not why we're here. We are here to worship God and to thank him. And if you're brave, there's one prayer you could make that always gets answered. And so don't make this prayer unless you're, you're, you're in a good spot and you're feeling a little you know, risky and you want to be brave. And that is the prayer to say, Lord Jesus, today, share with me some of your cross. Simon of Cyrene was the one who was able to help Jesus up Calvary. And Simon of Cyrene was one of the first Christians. We know his children became Christian. That changed his life. I think we can all in some way ask for that grace to be able to be like Simon of Cyrene to see how your life might change when you start embracing crosses and not run from them.